And now, The Federal Drive with Tom Temin. Hello and thanks for joining us on this Wednesday, July 20th, 2022, seven minutes past the hour. I'm Tom Temin. Our producers are Eric White and Peter Masurlian, our digital editors Amelia Brust, Daisy Thornton, and Robert O'Shaughnessy. Coming up in this hour of The Federal Drive, the government's People Agency has a growing task list of its own. Plus, for commercialization success, this Homeland Security unit wins a prize. Those stories and much more ahead during this hour of The Federal Drive. But first, the Labor Department wants feedback on its first ever enterprise data strategy, a three-year effort to get more value from the data it generates. Labor officials hope to add staff with data talent and modernize systems that house data. For more, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman spoke with two people, Labor's Chief Data Officer, Scott Gibbons, and first you'll hear from the Chief Innovation Officer, Chike Agu. Really what this data strategy is, is a statement of principles and a statement of kind of exemplar projects that we want to govern how we use data on behalf of the American worker. I think one of the things that my boss, the Deputy Secretary, says consistently is that data is is truly one of the superpowers of the U.S. Department of Labor. We are one of the top statistical agencies in the federal government. And whether it's tracking unemployment claims, whether it's monthly job growth and inflation, whether it's tabulating back wages for workers, we bring in so much data. And the question is, how do we bring that data in and then use it on behalf of the American worker? And then secondly, how do we take that data and put it in the hands of other parts of society who also work on behalf of workers from researchers to unions to advocates so that they can use it on behalf of workers? And again, we get that kind of power amplification. The last thing I think that I'll say is, you know, usually data is not seen as the most sexy topic, but when we think about all the things that this administration cares about, from equity in terms of making sure that we're serving all workers equally, to job quality, to making sure that more workers are getting back into work, particularly after COVID or into work for the first time, data is integral to all of those things. And so for us, we see this as, again, a statement of principles about how we are going to use data Um, to accomplish all of these goals on behalf of the American worker. The one last thing that I will say here is that one of the features of this strategy is us going out to the ecosystem, to the stakeholders in public and asking, what is it that you want of our data? Which is the thing that that we don't do often enough in government. And I'll throw it here to Scott because Scott has thought about this for so many years and really without him, we would not have this strategy and a lot of the work under it. So Scott, let me just throw it to you. Thank you, Chike. The data strategy is really rooted in Uh, a couple of real core pillars in data management. The FAIR principles, uh, FAIR is an acronym and it stands for making data findable, accessible, interoperable, and reusable. These are principles that guide sort of making our own data more optimal, but they're also really keyed on letting external users get the most out of our data. It's about thinking about the life cycle of data and really embracing these ideas that are encapsulated in the Evidence Act around making our data a strategic asset for the public to use. The data strategy also has a number of goals to it, really keyed around trying to make our data function as that strategic asset. Open data, analytics, really also making sure that we have clear ways to have data guide decision making. We've done a lot in terms of trying to work towards uh, formalizing and standardizing roles for data-centric occupations, aligning the development and provisioning of analytical pools uh, with the skills and data sets of 
data scientists and data professionals. Um, and I think at the root of the strategy is really this idea of building data culture. It's really important that we all align our activities around making these processes more optimal. Scott, I actually want to follow up on a point you made about the data-centric occupations over at the Labor Department. You know, of course, no CDO is an island in this regard. Can you give me just a better understanding of what the team is like over at Labor? There are a number of things that are going on in the federal government that have been immensely helpful, I think, to all federal agencies, but especially to the Department of Labor. OPM's creation of the new 1560 Data Scientist series has been a real game changer. And i just like to point out that the location of that series in the 1500 series, which is mathematical and professional skills, really roots that job in a set of requirements, a set of skills, a knowledge base that can be really helpful. This is across the federal government, really giving us the opportunity to bring in people with not just broad, but deep skill sets who can really help us leverage data in new and different ways. Chike is pushing us to be really innovative in the ways that we use data to try to better inform some of our programs, to become more efficient in the way that we do things. And I think that that's been tremendous. I also think that things like what's sometimes referred to as the SAMEQA process, the cross-agency data hiring cert, was immensely helpful. Many agencies have experienced, although not all say, that they've had fairly high attrition among their data scientists. There's a number of reasons for that, but this idea of creating an inclusive culture for these data scientists when they come in, where we give them the right kind of tools to be able to do their work, where we let them build communities of practice, where they can share their results and share their experience, where they can kind of grow within our programs and really kind of make a tremendous contribution in pushing the boundaries in terms of what we can do with our data. It's really, really important. I think those are things that are happening across government. Within our department, a lot of our programs are really beginning to build data teams. And when I say data teams, I don't just mean at the national office. It's essential for this to be really tied to the mission. In our regional offices, in our local offices, we're trying to build data capacity in those places. We're trying to build cross-functional teams as well so that data can feed into policymaking, into strategic planning, into program administration. And so I think when we talk about culture change, it's not abstract. It's these kinds of concrete things that we're doing that we hope can really make a difference in raising the kind of capacities and capabilities that our organization has. Scott has said it really well. And the only thing I can add here is I think every agency, every department of government will tell you however much data talent you have, we need more. We are just very blunt. No agency will. I don't care if the Department of Defense, I don't care if the Department of Labor, I, I, everyone needs more. It's, it's a challenge that we have across government. And by the way, not just federally, but statewide, local wise, that's definitely a thing that we run into. And, and like most agencies, we we run leanly, more leanly than we would like. But we've done kind of amazing, amazing work there. I think the second thing, and it's an important thing that's not just true for government, but for everywhere else, is that data is not just the data team's job. And this is a thing that we very much, I know my boss has said very, very concretely, leadership has to be Think about how we leverage data, but also how we use it to make certain choices. I can run through a number of examples where data affected program choices. And so that's the thing I, I also think that I'm really proud of at the front of labor, that it's not just the data team's job, that it is really something that we're using, that we, that, we need, that that is leveraged across leadership. And of course, we have experts, people who are SMEs, but that's a really important, I'm not sure if it's a culture change, but I think it's a culture deepening at the Department of Labor. And I expect, and I expect to see and hear more of that as kind of we implement the strategy over the next uh, three years. One of the things I would say is 
a lot of people look at these processes like building data culture or building data talent, and they, they feel like it's an overwhelming task. I think what's underappreciated is the inefficiency that's produced when you try to bring on data talent and you can't retain that data talent. I think a number of agencies are wrestling with this. We all know that it can take a lot of time, energy, and resources to bring new people into the federal government. And if we're not nurturing those people, we produce a revolving door that is not only not giving us the people we need, but there's the whole opportunity cost of not being able to do things. Chike just spoke to, you know, having the people sort of thrive within our environment means not only that we get really good products, but that we're also spending more time leveraging data as opposed to trying to build data talent. Scott Gibbons, the Labor Department's chief data officer, speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. You also heard from its chief innovation officer, Chike Agu. Check out Jory's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Still to come, for commercialization success, this Homeland Security unit wins a prize. This is The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.